Well, hello, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in to Chapel Chimes Podcast. This is a podcast devoted to chiming in on what's going on in our culture, inside the church, and outside the church. Please like, subscribe, and share, and we'd love to hear from you. Now, without further ado, Chapel Chimes. Well, hello, folks, and welcome to another episode, another edition of Chapel Chimes. This is Pastor Dallas Payton, Jr., and I am the pastor here at Cook's Chapel Baptist Church in Pipestone, West Virginia, and Chapel Chimes, of course, is a ministry and outreach of our church. It is a podcast that we are devoting time to things that we don't necessarily or always will address from the pulpit. And it is about issues that uh, are not um, necessarily in the church, maybe out of the church, maybe in general, maybe both. And today I want to look at another one of those issues today. And I want to speak to you or chime in, if I can say it that way, on the subject of criticism. The subject of criticism. I want to have a word of prayer as we tackle this subject as we chime in on this issue of criticism. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that you be with us today. We love you and thank you, and I pray that you'd help us to think about this issue, this subject of criticism. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I want to just put a disclaimer out as I begin. I am not saying today, I'm a pastor, I'm a dad, I'm a administrator of a school, I'm a Christian. Um, I'm a husband, of course. I may have already said that, but um, I am. Let me just say a disclaimer that I'm not saying that there should be zero criticism of a pastor or leader or husband or father or mother or business owner, whatever it may be in life. I'm not saying that a a person is above criticism. In fact, I actually believe a healthy criticism and able to disagree in a proper way about things and constantly uh, looking at where you're at and what you've said and what you've done and evaluate. And I think all of those things are very profitable. And if you don't do those things, actually you're making a great mistake. Uh, most of the most, I, I seem to see the most successful people are constantly evaluating. Uh, so I want to say that at the beginning of this, I want to put a disclaimer because I'm going to be pretty hard today on criticism. So I don't want you to think at all that somebody is above criticism or that I am above criticism personally, but, or that anyone is not uh, available to be critiqued. So I want to say that I believe that very, very strongly, but I also I want to begin today talking about the general tone of criticism, and then I want to just give you some thoughts about criticism today. One of the things I want to begin with is uh, there has seems to me, and I'm chiming in from a pastor's perspective, administrator of a Christian school where I deal with uh, parents and families and situations of all stripe, um, I have been watching now for the last several years this boom in social media. Uh, I have watched my own life and heart and mind and ministry. We 
uh, are now pastoring now almost two years in a worldwide pandemic. Whatever you believe about that, it's still the issues that have come from that are are many. And so we we are living in an age of what seems to me constant criticism. And I don't think it just seems to me we have blog sites, we have anonymous accounts. And yes, anonymous accounts, I'm going to uh, call you out on Twitter, if you're on the Twitter platform. We have in this world a list of ambiguous Facebook posts that most preachers and business owners and family members uh, are brokenhearted about. We we live in a world where uh, our president was banned from one social media platform. We are having constant arguments in the public square about the media, whether it can be believed or not. In fact, uh, it's called fake news, and um, we we are living in a time where a person's emails from 10 years ago can get brought out and critiqued. We're living in a very critical time, and Christians and preachers and ministries um, can be, in some ways, almost um, getting the worst of all the criticism. Pastors and preachers, Christians and Sunday school teachers and deacons, whoever it may be in a local church, and you can run down the list, have always faced a fair amount of criticism um, because it is the front line. There's always an easy mark and an easy target, and it makes folks feel better about themselves to critique. We'll get to that just a little bit later. But we, it has become, in my estimation, and I, as I can chime in today, um, an inordinate amount of criticism. Again, you know, I put the disclaimer, that doesn't mean that somebody can't criticize or shouldn't criticize, but we have taken criticism way beyond healthy. We are living in an unhealthy, critical environment to where we are criticizing things so much that we're honestly losing perspective. And I, I just want to chime in today to say we have got a real problem with criticism. Um, it is just way too far, way too much, way too personal, no accountability from the critic, there's just so many problems with this age of criticism. I mean, it really is um, a bitter, critical spirit that we are living in. And I think much of that is because we're sliding further and further away from the Word of God and from the truth of God. And when you have that, you are left to your own devices, and we, by nature, are critics. In fact, I'm going to begin by saying human nature is critical. Um, and you say, well, preacher, are you critical? I am, I am prone to be critical. I think it is a problem. Uh, for example, I'm, I'm the person, I, I can see the one spot of dirt on the, on the uh, glass and uh, not see the clean window. Um, I'm, I can see the one missed spot with paint and not see the, the wall that's done beautifully. Uh, I've coached, I've taught, I've pastored. I, I tend to dwell on things that need to be taken care of. So I'm not beyond being wrong in criticism myself. I've been too critical and too harsh. I've had to apologize and make things right um, myself. But I also have been the brunt of much criticism personally, and I've seen many of my friends, colleagues, neighbors, family members, 
uh, husbands and wives. In fact, it has got to be now to where I see very little encouragement. Uh, and so it is, it is really an, 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 a unique time in which we live. Uh, so we, we know that there's an obvious problem. I think there's a problem with criticism. And again, uh, nothing wrong with having a certain amount of criticism, but we have to be very, very careful. And then, Now, I know somebody said, well, uh, the truth is the truth, and, that, and that's fine. We, we're living in a political environment where many times we, you know, it's just so negative it's hard not to, um, to deal with. I know as, a, as an administrator of a Christian school, I deal with problems so big and so varied sometimes that it's just hard not to just say, wait a minute now, and you almost live in a critical, uh, and it can affect you. It can really get, do something to you. So I know that that's an issue. But I want us to just, I just want us to tap the brakes here on this criticism. And if you're listening to me today and either you've been criticized or maybe you've got a critical way about you, I want us to think about a few things about criticism. I'm doing these just off the cuff. I don't have anything really in front of me today. I'm just chiming in. I don't think it takes much to realize what criticism really is. Um, I think the thing to think about, let me give you some thoughts today on, on criticism. One thing is this, um, always remember when it comes to criticism that not, in, not none of us, now let me say it correctly, none of us know everything about everything. None of us know everything about everything. He said, what do you mean? Well, whenever a person is a critic and they, they will say something critical about a sermon, about a pastor, about a church, about a situation, even about politics, we have to remember that you may not know the whole story. Now, there's some Bible about this in Proverbs and about hearing the whole matter, uh, about watching you know, the froward mouth. I mean, we, we know Proverbs deals with this quite a bit. Uh, in fact, it's really, the Bible's, I, I think the critical, the closest thing we see in Scripture, I believe, would be the scorner. We're living in the age where the scorner is almost the hero. Uh, but I believe a scorner and a fool are very closely linked. We have to be very careful. And so we have to understand when it comes to criticism, either if you're getting criticized, just remember they don't know everything. They don't know the whole story. And then if you're doing the criticizing, remember you don't know the whole story. So I would say that, that we need to think about they don't know the whole story. If I criticize a politician, I don't know the whole story. I'll give you an example. Several years ago, there was someone who privately came to me. This has been many years ago, and I don't think any of these people would um, understand. I don't think they could read through the lines here, so I'm not going to use any names. I'm just going to use this scenario. And I've had similar scenarios happen before, but um, I remember several years ago, we have a Christian school, and it's a tuition-based, and somebody was not able to pay their tuition. And... A family member uh, came to me privately and said, uh, hey, I want to take care of their tuition or help on the tuition. And I didn't and said, the only thing I ask is don't tell anyone. And so I did not. And I've had similar situations like that happen uh, over the years. And But I remember the people that they were paying for being critical of them. And it was a lesson to me that, you know, you don't always know What's going on? I, I remember uh, some. I've had other situations where maybe somebody, uh, you know, may, let's say they privately or anonymously to me, they'll say, "I don't tell anybody." And they'll give a donation of finances, let's say, 
and yet people will turn around and say, I'll tell you what, they don't do anything. Well, you don't always know the whole story. You have to be very careful. And to, and to think that you know the whole story, um, that you always got it figured out, is a pretty arrogant thing to say and to do. Um, and I see a lot of criticism on Twitter, for example, of pastors and preachers. And I think you forget that many times these preachers are also accountable to uh, maybe an elder board or deacons or, uh, you know, d depending on the denomination, d you know, it's not always what you may think or perceive, or it could be like, for example, the big thing that we have is an out of context clip. And so first of all, I would say this, understand that not everybody knows everything about everything. And we have to be careful with our criticism and, and criticisms, and I've learned this the hard way. I've I've been critical or maybe you know hard on something, a situation. I try never to be, but um, and then come to find out, I didn't know the whole story, and so we had to be careful about that, and we have to be careful in our own minds. Uh, I would also say is consider the source of the criticism. Um, if a person for example, I'll use Twitter again, anonymous accounts, and they don't put their name to it. You don't know who that is. You don't know what that's about. Um, it, you have to consider the source. If that person is uh, has a vindictive spirit, or maybe they are uneducated on a certain topic or subject, or maybe they've just got a problem with someone, uh, you have to consider the source. I mean, I, I've heard that when I was a kid. My mom said, honey, consider the source, you know. There's always going to be, in fact, there's a, there's a word for it today on social media. Our young people use it a lot. It's become more than young people, and that is uh, haters and trolls. And there are some people that are just going to, to hate, and so they're going to be criticism. You're going to have to consider the source. And then another thing I'd like for us to think about is the word jealousies. I was speaking to someone recently about, you know, kind of some hypercriticism. I've received a lot of criticism, and and, you know, they said this to me, and I'd never thought about it. They said, you got to remember when it comes to criticism that some criticism is is rooted in nothing more than pure jealousy. It's just all that it is. And, you know, that's that's a pretty documented thing. You know, I, I've, I've done, some, done a little bit of study, for example, on communism and Karl Marx. And, you know, it's believed that he it was more, he wasn't necessarily... Dr. Jordan Peterson has a lecture on this. You can look this up on YouTube. He actually debates a, a famous communist, and, they, and he talks about this. It isn't so much that Marx was for the poor. He just hated the rich. Well, we live in that culture today. It's very communistic in that sense. It isn't so much people really care about helping those less fortunate or helping the impoverished, but they just hate the rich. For example, we we see a lot of criticism of criticisms of of preachers, of ministries. Uh, I'm thinking of one man in particular, and I don't agree with everything about him. But man, he gets a lot of criticism because of the way he does things. And I'm not so sure that they really critique him because of what he's doing, because he's not he's not doing anything immoral. He's not doing anything, uh, you know, that's sinful. Um, he's He's a good preacher. He's a dynamic. But they don't, I believe personally, it's just me chiming in now, that they're just jealous. They're jealous of his success. They're jealous of the 
uh, abilities, the looks, the, the, the position. They just feel like, uh, man, we don't, we just don't like this guy. So let's, let's use some polemics to tear him down. Uh, again, not above criticism, but at the same time, what is it really about? I remember a few years ago, I learned about something that they, they actually talk about in the UK and England. I had never heard this here in the United States. Uh, and I don't know how common it is there. I just read an article and I remember it was called the tall poppy syndrome. The tall poppy syndrome. Now, what is the tall poppy syndrome, you say? Well, this is the way I understand it is that in England, for example, the poppies, you celebrate the poppies. But in a field of poppies, they're all basically the same height. But from every so often, there may be a poppy that's four or five inches taller than the whole fi- the all the poppies around it. Let's say, and the tall poppy syndrome is is well, if that if that person is successful, if that poppy is taller, let's cut it down to size. And we may call that something different in America, but we all know what that is. In other words, you take somebody. Let's take the sports world. You have Tom Brady. Tom Brady, multiple Super Bowls, MVPs, pretty much a renowned quarterback, but he's also very hated in some quarters. Now, you could talk about his personality, you could talk about his life, you can do all kinds of things, but he is hated. And Now, he's loved, but he's also hated. Why is that? Well, there's a whole group of people that just want to bring that guy down. And it's a syndrome. It's a problem. It's a weakness in uh, the human character. The Bible says, what sort of things are lovely? What sort of things are pure? What sort of things of good report to think on these things? Um, we all know, most preachers, we battle gossip in our churches. We battle, uh, for example, the last six to eight months, I have heard about six or seven different stories that are absolutely, have come to find out, unless something changes tomorrow, are not true. And I've really been watching them because they affect families. And I was told in private and different ways to come across information, and they are simply not true. Uh, and part of that is gossip. Part of that is negativity. Part of that is just wanting to keep something stirred up. Let me say this to you. That is wicked. That is not a good thing. It's one thing to critique somebody. It's another thing to attack them. For example, people will attack and they'll spread things that are not accurate, not true. Um, I, I tell the funny story years ago about a preacher, which I appreciate this preacher calling me. And he, he made the comment, uh, he, he called me and asked me a question. He said, I got to ask you a question. I said, okay. He said, I got word that uh, you are sending your staff, and that's talking about my teachers and staff at our school and ministry, to the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl. And uh, <laughs> I about just laughed, you know, his ear off or whatever. I, 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 I was driving down the road, actually, I had a, a fellow church member with me, and I said, can you believe this? And I said, I, what are you talking about? And he said, I got word. This is a preacher now, and I appreciate him. He did the right thing, absolutely. And because this church actually kind of supported us and would give us gifts from time to time. And he uh, he said, I just wanted to know, because if that was the case, then you know we were going to use our money in a more wise way. And I said, brother, I have no clue. In fact, it's kind of a joke. It's kind of funny because it was cute. But somewhere along the line, that had been told. And things can get confused and things can get misconstrued. And I tell that story because it's funny and it's cute and it wasn't true at all. I still don't know what in the world that's about. 
<laughs> to this day. But not that there's anything wrong with doing that, but we just simply were not doing that. That's how far some of these things can come. Now, sometimes it's cute, and sometimes it is very damaging. And much of that comes now, listen to me when I say this, I really believe that much of that comes from a critical and bitter spirit. It has to. Now, there's nothing wrong with being mistaken. There's nothing wrong with saying things that, hey, I just, this is, you know, nothing wrong with investigating. There's nothing wrong with having an honest critique. But can I just caution all of us, me included, to be very careful in our critique? We've all got to do it. We never know uh, what, you know, I, I pray often when I preach, Lord, help me to not say anything cruel or unkind. I deal with young people all the time. Sometimes at my demeanor, I, I, want, them, I want them to be tough. I want them to be rough. I, I, I'm kind of a rough around the edges sometimes, and I, I try to be careful about that. I'm not going to pretend that I've always done that perfectly. I ask God to help me every day. I've tried to make apologies when I can. So cri- criticism comes. But and, and let me say, I'm not even getting into homes and marriages. I see young people and kids. I see families and homes where it is just a whole spirit of criticism. They don't even know what it's like. They come into they, they come in the morning to school with a scowl on their face. They go home with a scowl. They go to a ball game with a scowl. They go to, to the mall or shopping or on vacation with a scowl. And they just have a bitterness about them. And, and we've got to ask God to help us. You say, preacher, what can I do? Well, I think there's a few things. One, I think we could stay in the Word. I mean, I think we need to do that. I've been praying. I've been pretty discouraged the last few days myself. And just saying, Lord, you know, what can I do better? What what can I do to get over this? This is just unbelievable. The amount of criticism is unreal. Um, you know, I was literally dealing with one situation and had another situation happen literally right right in front of my eyes. Uh, I just it's almost overwhelming. We have to get to God. We have to get into the Word. I think we have to consider all the truth. We have to consider the source. And a lot of times, as, as let me say this as a preacher, as a dad, as a mom, you've, you've got to know that the criticism is unfounded. If it is founded and true, repent and get it right if you can. Make restitution if you can. If not, you've got to just know your heart about it a little bit. Say, God, forgive me and help me. I'm thinking of a, of a fellow preacher, uh, and I heard some things that his kids had went around saying. I knew they weren't true. I knew it wasn't accurate. Uh, to 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 my to best of my ability to see, and they were just running him down. And I thought, man, this is just, I can tell this is not true. It's not really any of my business. I just saw it from afar, and I just thought, man, I hope he knows that that's just not accurate. I don't know that he knows. And, and I could go on, and I see that all the time. I see husbands and wives. Uh, listen, be very careful in your marriage. Not have a place of of just always negativity. Look. I've been married 32 years. My wife knows my weak areas. My wife knows my my problems, my my glitches, my issues. And if she wanted to sit down and give you a list, she'd have the best list. And can I say this today? A true list and a list that I thank God she forgives me for because I'd be hurting. But I would have maybe a similar list. I think she'd have a bigger one than me because I think she's better than I am. But we'd have a similar list. We could do that with our children. My kids have made mistakes. I could hold that against them all their life. Uh, but they could also hold it against me. I've had to go back and listen to my kids and say, you know what, I need a, I owe you an apology. We've got to stay humble enough to do that. That's another thing I'd do is I'd humble myself, say, God, forgive me. Help me to be better than this. 
uh, forgive and move on where you can. And we have to understand sometimes if you're going to be critical, and if you're going to be living in that world, that that's not a good place to live. Because if we all do that, uh, we're somebody's going to lose. Uh, and I think it ends up being both people are losing. We need to ask God to help us, ask God to forgive us. And those who anonymous, anonymous accounts on Twitter that maybe sometimes will listen to this, hey, man, I see what you're saying. I follow what you're trying to get at. Sometimes it's right on the money, and sometimes it's even needed. But, man, we got to tap in brakes a little bit, guys. We got to be a little bit careful. If you won't put your name to it, if you won't confront that person in a biblical fashion, if you're doing it to skirt the scriptures, then you're going to have to give an account to God. So think about that. And I will too. I will too. And so I come today humbly as I can, just wanting to chime in on this issue of criticism. May we all think about, are we being a little too critical? Dear Heavenly Father, I pray as we close, you be with us. Lord, I pray that you'd help us with criticism. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to Chapel Chimes.